the setup. I'm Chris Grace. I'm John Accardo. Look at that. Timed it perfectly. John literally just uh, drove uh, and parked yeah, his car. I'm, I, uh, I'm about 25, 30 minutes later than we planned. Um, <laughs> uh, I was in the car for about 85 minutes. Oh, my God. Um, what was weird is that I didn't, never saw an accident or anything. I don't even know there's ever one reported. And when I got into the car, it said it was going to take me just about an hour. So I don't exactly know. Um, I just like don't know where that uh, yeah. pr- error came from. Like. Because I never said, they just kept saying, like, heavy congestion, there's a 15 minute delay. Heavy, you know, and they were just talking about your lungs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about my uh, um, stomach because of how much junk food I ate yesterday. Oh. Yeah. Did you go to a junk food festival? Um, I didn't. I went to, uh, you know, Dominique Ansel? Yeah. The Corona uh-huh. guy? Yeah, yeah. So he does these things called pie nights, I guess, that a friend of mine um, <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, brought me to. And it's like nine different varieties of pie. Um, and you can have as much as you want for 90 minutes. What? And so uh, I went to that with a friend, and it was awesome. That's and then um, she joked, because we usually see movies after like we you know, go do something. We yeah. see a lot of movies together. And uh, she joked later, she goes, uh, man, how hilarious would it be if we saw a movie after that? Would you still get popcorn? Because I always eat a gross amount of popcorn yeah. when I don't go to a movie. Um, and I happened to be walking into the Dynasty Typewriter to see Harrison Green Bomb show, uh-huh. not having been, not ever been there before, not realizing there's a popcorn machine. I went, well, I have to get, I have to now for this <laughs> bit. And so I ate popcorn. And then after a crushing loss by the Dodgers, yeah, I heard. a devastating loss, I had a bowl of cereal late at night and I feel god awful. Oh, well, yesterday I had uh, some, uh, I think it's called like Oga's Provision or something. What is that? And uh, Batu Batu. Bites. Oh yeah, how was uh, how was um, at the uh, cantina Galaxy's in Galaxy's Edge? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost exactly what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah. Um, the photos look cool. Some of the food that Eric was posting photos look pretty cool. So um, yeah, we went to Galaxy's Edge. Um, if you haven't, have you been? You I've been? not been yet. No. Uh, how much do you care about that stuff? Um, reasonably. Oh, care, I love Star Wars. You, you care about Avengers more? That's a good question. Um. Oh, but you. So it, I guess Avengers has spurned me less. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, just wait, <laughs> just wait for this next round of movies. I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, so I'm just whatever. I like actually. I think the Last Jedi is great. I think that movie's. Yeah, I, I. 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 I also like to like things. So I've been very. Yeah. Satisfied. With I love. Uh, I love almost everything Ryan Johnson does. Mm-hmm. Um. I love Looper. I think uh, Looper is so good. Have you seen the trailer for Knives Out? Yeah, I like to see that. Looks. Uh, that with that cast, oh my god! Yeah. Like a trailer for Knives Out, fun little murder mystery, whodunit. Um, uh, Galaxy's man, Edge uh, is well, this is what's funny. We didn't do the ride. <laughs> oh, funny! The because we got Falcon there, one? we got there at eight fifteen a.m. Good God! It opens at eight, and the uh, Smuggler's the park Cove or uh, Galaxy's Edge, the park. Okay, Millennium. I mean, it's different every day, but Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Cove at eight fifteen minutes after. Rope drop, as they call it, um, was a uh, sixty-minute wait. Oh my god! And so I was just like, l- actually, I was like, let's. It'll calm down because actually, the night before, I believe if we had waited till late, because we had looked at around like nine p.m. the day mm-hmm. before, and I was and Smuggler's Cove was like fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. Um, so in general, though, uh, what's weird is the the whole Galaxy's Edge area is not super crowded hmm. because there's only the one ride, right? And so it's a little bit empty. Uh, and then California Adventure was packed. Oh, where was it? Yeah. So, hmm. uh, first of all, real quick, how was Little Shop? Oh, it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it very. Uh, um, they they really kind of did something very different with Audrey too. Um, uh-huh. 
that I have mixed feelings about. Mm-hmm. Um, they went there was they went very like minimalist kind of yeah. and uh, um, non traditional. Right. So it's a small potted plant the entire show, uh-huh. except for the big important scenes where it's eating certain people or like when it's singing "Feed Me" with Seymour. Yeah, um, and then it is a. Uh, then every time they did it, they do it in a very different creative sort of way. Oh, cool. Um, there's some black art in there. So, like, there's there's visible puppeteers, like, in you're black. Not, you're not supposed to say that. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and so uh, I kind of missed, like, the traditional... Oh, I'm wearing the shirt. That's probably... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Is kinda, that from the show? No, I've just had this okay. for a while. Uh, I, I, um, I kind of missed the traditional bits of, like, what that usually looks like yeah especially because the person i was with had never seen it before uh-huh. at the end i'm like that was really different um i think overall i'd say the performances were probably better than the show was uh-huh. um the show was kind of fine i've never been to the pasadena playhouse before the stage is really big um oh you didn't see ragtime um, i didn't know i couldn't afford it it's weird no um, star tickets. i only uh, got to see this because of a gold star ticket uh it feels like you're in like a actually before i moved to california this is what i thought like all houses looked like like just like <laughs> old spanish settlements <laughs> doesn't it feel like you're yeah almost outdoors a little yeah. bit or like and you enter through this like little like courtyard villa <laughs> yeah um but george Sal- salazar was great and joe rodriguez was great cool um amber riley was really good uh more importantly how was uh harrison harrison so actually there's a couple magicians i'd like to review Ooh. um uh so people want to give shout outs to i saw it for the first time um i i had known her and i but i'd never seen her perform before it was alba Alba was in the parlor last week, mm-hmm. and I was down with some guests, and um, we saw that, and that was fantastic. It was so, so good, and she kept kind of fooling me. Mm-hmm. Um, she, 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 she fooled me with every bit of piece of the show, uh-huh. um, and all three pieces were things I had seen before, and things were actually quite common. Um, like she opens with a, a, a somewhat traditional uh, Professor's Nightmare rope routine, right? Um, but. There is a move that you have to do that it just, honest to God, she does not. We were talking about this at lunch the other day because yeah. Ro- years ago when I first met her, I was with Robert and they said hi to each other. I never met her. Uh, he introduced me. And then as we're walking away, he goes, Oh my God, her rope routine is incredible. That one move you have to do to do it, she, ne- she doesn't do. She just takes the rope back and immediately like pulls on them uh-huh. uh, and, and they stretch and it looks incredible. And I go, Oh my God. And it's always kind of stuck with me. Like that's been my impression of what she does. And, and I'm like, how is that possible that she just doesn't do the move or that she does it in a way that it wouldn't be impossible for me to see now even having heard this? So I walk into the show. She opens with it. And I'm like, here we go. And then I can tell that she's about to do it and she has not done that move yet. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Oh, that's uh, So funny. she completely fooled me with that. Then she did um, uh, her sort of variation of like a PK touch that, uh, you know, you have two people and you touch one of them, the other one feels yeah. it. And uh, just her... She, I mean, I, you know, I've seen that routine thousands of times. It feels like, and this is one of the only times where I did not see her do the things she needed to do for the other person to feel what they're supposed to feel. Like, at one what point, if what if she was just actual had superpowers and this is how she used it? I mean, I would get it. I like, you know what I mean. You want to keep a low profile, just yeah, livable wage. Um, she just wanted a full magician. You know, she doesn't want to be Homelander. Well, here, my question is: Do you think that a lay person audience would? feel the difference it's hard to say and i will say now granted she's also a great performer yeah so we saw three shows that night and maybe like someone kind of doing some impromptu stuff with my guests and that was definitely the show they were talking about afterwards and i made sure to only take them the shows that i was confident it would be good Uh and i did there was shows also there that i was less confident would be good and i did not see them um and at the end like that's the one we're talking about because she was so like she's so warm and friendly and just she's one of those people that like half a second after she walks out of the curtain, you're like, oh, I like her. She's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and uh and yeah and so that was part of it like she kind of you know has she the sort of message of like you know playing and and it's you know uh it's fun to like get to do this job because just like adults are like playing and it's really fun and right. it, you know it resonates and in the end it really lands uh and so i i don't know to be honest with you um i mean i think it didn't hurt that right. these things weren't there but they noticed they they've noticed me verbally commenting on the fact that these <laughs> things were good how loud were you being in this just, there's a lot, uh, this a lot of like fuck <laughs> a lot of that um so she was uh, great, and then she did it. She ended with a Rubik's cube routine. That after the fact, Robert and I, because Robert saw her at Magic Bar this past week, and he uh-huh. no, he had saw the routine and he recognized it. And he told me, and I said, "Oh, well, I recognize that routine." Um, and in fact, so would you probably. Anyway, but it still fooled me just because of her. So uh, yeah, whatever she. Huh? It's like all three of those routines sort of had like an A plus B equals C being the effect, and it was like. She would only do A, right? Like, and that's, that's why I kept fooling. That's me. what a super, like, a, an actual wizard would look like, right? Um, where is she from? Uh, Argentina. Oh, cool. Buenos Aires. Does Argentina have a strong uh, magic community? It does not sound like it, based off of her joke about being the only female ah. magician in Argentina. Um, uh, because so, also, like, um, but I really do not. Know. Helder is from Portugal, right? Portugal, yeah, and. Uh, the, the, are there other Portuguese? There, it's, it's interesting sometimes when you see a magician. Like, right. It seems like they're the only one. Yeah, I, I don't know much about the Portuguese magic scene. I wonder how related that is to the Spanish magic scene. I mean, they're different languages, so yeah. I guess. Uh, do you think that's one of those things where you're kind of bilingual if you live in Portugal? Like Portuguese and uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I, well, I mean, I know that Spanish and Portuguese, there's a lot of like you can manage in brazil or portugal if you know spanish but like i but also it's not the same so um and also keep in mind that a lot of times human beings make very big uh differences and schisms between people that are very similar to them so like it might just be like the magicians in spain just like spit upon the magicians in portugal maybe they do and i would (laughs) and we would never know it you know um i I will say that i know shoot has spent a lot of time and i think we'll be it might be right there now actually or we'll be going back soon um in mexico Doing like lectures and, and performances, and so he, I uh, I know he has spent quite a, a good deal of time in Mexico or, or South. Um, South Where America. is uh, Rubiales from? Spain. Spain. Um, but there is some Henry Evans might be Argentinian. Um, and Henry Evans is um, great. I'm I'm actually I believe is it Juan Temeriz's daughter runs a school. Yeah, I believe in Spain. She, yeah, she runs the Escuela de Magia. Yeah, no, that might not be right. Uh, I. Uh, so, by the way, update on my audition. I haven't heard back. Okay. So, I would say generally it's not a good sign. Yeah. Like, in general with auditions, it's not a good sign if you don't hear. Sure. The, just a, a hat tip to everybody. <laughs> ruh, sure, but ruh. it's also not like they're doing callbacks. You know what I mean? It's not like... No, but I do know uh, that people that I've known that have got in before got calls sooner than this. Uh-huh. However, I will say that, not to throw shade about on anybody, but they're, they're, they've been a little slow to respond in general to okay. inquiries. Sure. So, it's possible that it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's weird is there are only three people auditioning. So, like, how long right. does that take to, <laughs> to process? Um, uh, I heard, but here's another, the, the thing that goes to the category of, like, maybe it, it's all, right. maybe it's truly an unknown, is that I had heard already by this point last time. I see. Um, and one thing that's a little odd, so I'll just say, uh, oh, I didn't actually talk about the audition, did I? Um, no, you, you can. Yeah. No, I hadn't done it yet. Yeah, you hadn't done it yet. Okay, so I did four things. Um, the first one went fine. The second one, I had a little handling 
just a, a card like stuck to my finger and flipped over before it should have, but it was. But it was n- it was a, a card miss. you were about to turn over and miss basically. Yeah, it was a, it, like yeah, it was not a. Uh, yeah, it didn't ruin the trick. Yeah. Then the third thing I did was a version of uh, Reset called Reswindled by Caleb Wiles, which was suggested to me by Bellevue Magician. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, it's great. I love it. It's really fun to do. Uh, and also takes advantage of one of the only slights that I feel confident in, which is the Elmsley. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the beginning of it, you have to do a certain... Um, you are holding more cards than you say you're holding. Uh-huh. And I uncovered the extra cards that I was holding. Sure. And I have to say, didn't cover it super well. I went like, oh, these are sticky. <laughs> or something. Like, um, I almost think if I just hadn't said anything, I would just be like, eh. Right. Um, so I would say in some way, by the way, then the rest of that trick went fine. I wonder if there is a, um, if that is a natural difference between improv oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. magic, sure. where commenting on a mistake in an improv show is endearing and sometimes even funnier, whereas sometimes like commenting on a mistake in magic sometimes just sort of heightens it if like someone didn't see it. Maybe, except that I feel like your general instincts are more like improv instincts. Because I feel like you would just be like, well, that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I, I was thinking that as I said it. But like, I, I know Tom Stone has said, um, he's like, if you ever palm something... And think you're flashing. He goes. I would. Suge- I would argue that it would probably be better to flash and not look and readjust uh-huh. than to real like to look and readjust and like fix it. Oh, I um, mean, yeah. Um. So he, he he kind of went through this example of like he did a retention. He basically did a retention vanish, and then he would pick up a wand to do the vanish. He goes, "Watch. I'm going to leave that ball kind of sticking out, so it's flashing, and it won't be much different." And he would basically do it, and there'd be like a quarter of an inch sticking out from his fingers as he went down to pick up his wand and it looked fine yeah, because, yeah. but if I were to, you know, notice that and fuck with it, then right. it becomes a problem. Um, yeah. Um, so the rest of that routine went well and that routine has like two Elmsley counts and it has a, uh, I forget what his name, some weird count, you know, like it has a couple of technical sure. elements in it. Those weren't fine. Uh, and then I did, the trick I did for you and Robert at lunch the other day, the Jeff Williams right. Devastation. She fooled us both. And that went great. Yeah. Je- uh, Devastation by Jeff Williams from Miracle for Mortals 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say I was devastated, but I was heavily bamboozled. <laughs> well, you you did leave just in a state of despair. Right. But that had nothing to do with my trick. Right. Um, I jumped through the wall like a cartoon character. Yeah. Uh, that, so originally I was going to do that Danny DRT's totally hands-off variation that I've been I've done a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh Except that, like, that has gone wrong. Right. Is that the three decks of cards one? Yeah. I think um, Robert's saying Alba did that at Magic Bar. Oh. Um, I think. Or or some variation, like Triple Coincidence, I think it was called. Or, yeah. So, or something like that. So the only issue is that I have done that in public and had it go wrong. I've done it in public, like, go wrong. And then, I, like, one out of every five times, I just, it's, I was telling you this, that, like, this idea of, like, um, anybody being able to do magic, one thing that I think that, you guys probably underrate because I think I underrate similar things in improv is that the muscle memory of like, when I think back of, of my audition, I'm not really sure that I was holding, like when I did the Elmsy count that the cards were in a way that it, that everybody could see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you could easily just be kind of obscuring them. And I feel like you might have a muscle memory as to like knowing where people are sitting 
Sure. Uh, all- and also the thing of doing a, of dealing and doing stuff and trying to do like a Danny DRT's like m- number count in right. your head at the same time. Um, I'll, I'll do certain things. I'll catch myself doing certain things that I train myself to do. Like if I remember doing a close up show where anybody is eye level or even slightly lower than the cards, like Magic Bar is a great example, that front row, because kind of looking up a little bit. Um, the, the front row in the close up gallery um, is better now, uh, but it's, it used to be much worse and people could really see under the cards that you were holding. But that still is a thing, uh, and so you have. I, I I train myself, and this is the shoot thing to be very careful. I'm basically cocking my wrist down, mm-hmm. almost so that the cards are perpendicular with the floor and right. not parallel. Right. Um, and it doesn't really look weird to the audience, um, but it completely solves that problem. The so only weird part like, is like I'll catch myself not doing that. Yeah. The only weird part is that you're constantly going like, oh. Yeah. 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 I dealt with serious carpal tunnel, and I complained about it all the way through. <laughs> I go, look how I suffer for you, you goddamn monsters. Um. There must be some carpal tunnel issues in the magic world. I'm sure there are. Um, because when I was learning... Oh, oh, this is what's funny. Uh, I mentioned this to you at lunch. Um, so, in the Jeff Williams Devastation, uh, and also there's another trick by like Sal Pisciente or something called like 456 Piles or something. Mm-hmm. That's um, the exact same trick with different things in it. Uh, different like little variations. Um just for anyone who hasn't seen the trick, it's it's like a, a bunch of piles on the table. Yeah, it looks very random. You're never you really touching one. the cards. You you the spectator picks one, and they de- de- genuinely pick one. So I I can as a spectator, I can make these piles. You yeah, you I can pick make up them. whatever one I want. You can I memorize. do it where the spectator does the entire trick, and you mm-hmm. don't ever touch the cards, right? Um, except for one part. Um, they spread the cards in front of them, and they mentally pick a card without telling you right they shuffle that up and then you reassemble the deck however they want you put all the piles back together and then you basically through a series like oh then they uh i'm sorry before you reassemble the pile you deal the cards face up on the table and they remember what position their card is in that shuffled stack right then you reassemble the deck and then there's a couple steps but then from there you're turned yeah from there you're like this is your card and however you want to reveal it is the different variations between like jeff williams versus the um yeah and it's very clean and so it took robert and myself both a couple of we had to do it twice (laughs) yeah and then you guys do it was fun to see you guys deconstruct it uh but what's funny is that and i think this actually probably maybe i'll get criticized for this i think it made it makes it worse but in the last part where there's a, a very, very minor move that you have to do, I did a truffle shuffle and mm-hmm. a fake cut mm-hmm. just to be like, here's another. It was almost like a figure skating, like compulsories right. of like, okay, here's a thing yeah, you have that to I have like learned. Check, you have to do all these certain things. Yeah, which actually I think in stepping back, you'd be like, that truffle shuffle doesn't make sense in that moment. Right. It was okay, in that, like, but it's a little bit like shuffling there doesn't really you wouldn't you wouldn't put a shuffle there if you didn't need mm-hmm. it um okay so uh harrison yeah harrison greenbaum what just happened he did a show last night uh wednesday night at the dynasty typewriter at the hayworth so google kept insisting which i i've still not been to that venue oh really yeah, yeah it was interesting it was smaller than i thought it would be uh-huh. um given that it's like there's like you know, one of those big, big marquee big marquees that you would see at, like the Amundsen or something you know or mm-hmm. uh at the orpheum um yeah, it was this cool little comedy theater. Uh, you know, um, stand up. A uh, stand up did like ten minutes in front of him, um, whose name I cannot remember. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, you know, pretty solid. Louis C.K. Yeah, uh, Seckley. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so- something like that. Um, 
if you, if, apparently he's uh, gotten some real uh, bad press over the last year or so. He said, "I don't know. I, I, I haven't been following this guy." But uh, the the show is good. So he did like his eighty minute full stand up slash magic show, uh-huh. um, and it was really good. It was great. Um, uh, did uh, we see any uh, fu in this? Yes. Oh, oh, that there was. I'm gonna spoil one hilarious joke uh-huh. um, because he was having uh, trouble finding someone to do that fu card trick, um, <laughs> and uh, because there were so many magicians in the audience. Uh-huh. So the first, so, um, the first. I will say that was something I did notice is in the, the top third of the show. People loosened up, but people were a little nervous. I think so. Like he would ask for a spectator, like a volunteer, and no one would raise their hand. And I think people were just they were laughing, they were enjoying it. The stand up was doing great. I just thought they were like maybe people felt a little bit nervous um, mm. once it started turning into a magic show. Uh-huh. Um, so he had some trouble, and so he points at someone in the front row, and he goes, well, what do you do? And he goes, I'm a magician. And he goes, oh, well, and so he's basically you know, riffing with the fact that like he's not going to do a trick from a magician. He's like, uh, uh, and the, I can't remember the exact sequence, but he basically goes, it's like, oh, you're a magician? He goes like, oh, no, that's that's fine. It means a lot you came out. Put the notebook away. Uh, <laughs> he goes, I'm kidding. You don't work for Illusionist. And then <laughs> four people in the room fucking went crazy, yeah, me yeah, being yeah. one of them. And, like I could hear Taylor Hughes behind me. Uh-huh. you know going laughing and it was very very funny so there was one thing uh, there's a big that. gap between the comprehension of four of you and the rest of the audience yes. <laughs> and that's that's fine i mean i think you know oh, yes like i mean that's, that's like one throwaway line. that's probably one that's like for harrison yes uh, and he's earned it <laughs> yeah uh, and you know what that's the compensation he's going to get for inventing that trick. <laughs> the ability to like make an in-joke about it. Fucking kill at conventions. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Next time he's at a convention, though, I bet he's going to go off and he'll do very well, I bet. Um, but, yeah, the show is really, really good. The magic in it is good and it's funny and it's mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. Um, uh, yeah. He, uh, you know, the thing I was watching, I haven't actually, until I decided to do one, I hadn't seen someone do a mental epic since I decided to do one, oh, uh-huh. one in, in my show. And uh, I was kind of curious to rewatch his, like, him do it. And his uh, has a, uh, again, it's sort of like a twist on the third reveal. It's not mm-hmm. just three reveals in a row. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that uh, that is almost paramount to the trick like otherwise it's boring yeah um because otherwise it's just the exact same reveal three times in a row especially for how long it takes to get there right um and yeah but he was just so good he was so funny and like there were so many times when he he was doing really good crowd work and uh-huh. it's so easy to do crowd work when you need to talk to people to get them to do a card trick right you know what i mean it's, oh yeah yeah like when you ask someone uh, to do a card trick with you and you go where are you from you can talk to them for a yeah. while and man he had so many like good riffs and oh, stuff. he just had his chops were so good and it would it's funny it, i i feel like i would expect from that kind of person worse magic you know uh-huh uh i feel like it is it is it or is, someone who's a good magician you'd expect worse comedy yeah uh he really hits pretty hard on on both yeah um and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like you left a show it doesn't feel like you left watching a person who does one thing do another thing, mm-hmm. which is funny because I think that is kind of how he sees his career. I think once he did say to me, I was like, what do you see yourself as? Um, you Wait, know? let me guess. I think he sees himself as a stand-up first. Yeah, he basically describes he, – like, he doesn't say he's a comedy magician or anything. He basically describes himself – and this was a couple years ago to me. I don't know how official this is. He's basically like, I see myself as a comedian who does magic. Yeah. Um, not like a magician who does comedy or a magic comedian. And I only say that because I believe at one of those uh, – on one of the 
the talent shows, he didn't do any magic at all. Yeah, on, Amer- on, on, on America's Got Talent and uh, Last Comic well, obviously yeah. Last Comic Standing, but he was straight stand-up. So, also, um, I would just say that it'd be weird if you were like, I'm a magician. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> if you did that, like, I really see myself as a magician who does comedy, but I only do comedy. Uh, right, so that, yeah, so, but I, I don't think people left feeling like they got one over the other. Uh-huh. And cool. I don't feel like they... they not only did it like get one over the other, but I also don't think they missed out on either one either. Like I don't think, yeah. Given it was basically half stand up and half magic, I don't think anybody who wanted a magic show left going like, "Well, I wish you'd done more magic." Right. I don't think anyone who wanted a comedy show was like, "It was all just magic tricks." Right. Uh, it was so it was very well balanced. It was like eighty minutes. It was a long show. The audience felt engaged, and it did, you know, the show played very well, and it was just really, really good. It was just that's cool. Yeah, I. I um, actually, speaking of that, uh, I actually realized I didn't uh, sort of say it overall what it, how my audition like ended or whatever. Mm-hmm. But basically, like, and I'm going to get back to Harrison in a second. Um, that uh, uh, if the last time, based on the fact that like um, I had an error at the beginning of one of my tricks this mm-hmm. time, which I think is not great, but better than having it at the very end of a trick, right. <laughs> which happened last time. Um, I would say last time, if I gave myself a D, I would give myself like a B. Okay, wow. Um, because I also just felt, and I told you this, like between the last audition and this one, I increased my technical skills mm-hmm. for these tricks a lot. And now I'm just, I, I don't feel as like, um, uh, down about this audition as I did the last one. So right. I feel like actually if I don't get in this time, I'll be like, I kind of understand why I wouldn't. And I don't feel, I feel very like. Put it this way. I feel like it's inevitable that I'm going to get in because I'm just going to keep auditioning uh-huh. until I get in. And I'm just going to make myself be better technically every right. time until I'm in. And which is going to be like, so if I'm forced to then become just like a card, <laughs> like right. some super card person yeah. over the next three years, like if I have to fly to Vegas and just like live with Armando Lucero uh-huh. for a month, then I guess I'm going to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I realize it's actually... The longer they wait to put me in, the less dues I have to pay. <laughs> so I'm actually kind of saving myself money. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like it did one. You know, it, it went better, and we'll see what happens. Um. Oh, and the reason I thought of it with Harrison is that I did think one of the advantages of doing of getting into the castle is I could kind of do those impromptu performances, right? And work on stand-up jokes. Yeah. Oh, like that's so funny because he, I believe, mentioned to you like. I can't believe people aren't taking advantage of this. Right. He's like, if if there, if there was an equivalent for stand-ups, we could come to like the number one place for comedy and just, Put, just go, go to an grab iPad. eight people and say, hey, can you watch me do stand-up for 10 minutes? Because there would be a line down the block. Yeah. Um, and he makes a good point. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that was a great show. Um, he's a great performer. Yeah. Um, and uh, did you see anybody? Th- that Alba was last week? I was last week, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I also saw um, Nathan Cranzo and John George. Uh-huh. Oh, something I do want to talk about, not specifically related to either of those people. Something I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, as I've seen close-up performances, is a thing. I've seen maybe three people, maybe only two, definitely two, but potentially three people. This is a thing close-up performers keep doing that I, I think they should stop doing. Mm-hmm. And this is a thing that I did once in a rehearsal, and shoot, just like, you cannot do that. And now we, we talk about this, and now I notice it all the time, and I agree, like, no, you cannot do this. Oh, it was when you were like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. You, you said out loud yeah, the yeah, methods. Yeah. Um, no, I said, well, It's in my, my hand. Yeah. 
So what I was doing was I had a matrix on my own little hard close-up mat. Okay. And for uh, in close-up rooms, what I'll usually do is I'll put a couple decks of cards on and I'll and I'll lever it up a couple inches. So there's a bit of a slant so that people can't see it from the front row. So that even if they're not like seeing under it, it's still not just flat in front of. Oh, them. by the way, I was like, do I have to come back to one of the auditions with like a shoot Ogawa one-hand matrix? You might have to. <laughs> I might have to. Um. So. What I was doing was, I think, I don't even think I was using, so like that was a couple inches in front of the table, so there was like a few inches of table behind that that the audience would have trouble seeing because the the mm-hmm. close-up pad is is, um, is elevated a few inches in the back. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't even think I was using that as a method. I think I was maybe lapping some coins, and then what I would do is I needed like, I had like a packet of cards I needed to pull out. You I had would take the, one of those cards? I would, oh. well, the, the, the cards would be from under the, um, the like, mat. It would be a little packet of like four cards or a matrix that was under that mat in that open space, and I'd pick it up. And he basically he stopped me, and he goes, you can't have uh, you, you can't have behind the table be a secret method and also use it a to place store that stuff. You get stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've seen that and I and I went, oh yeah, that's a great point. And now I notice that I've seen several performers at the Magic Castle alone in the last couple of weeks. And other people do this in other spaces that ditch are ditching stuff behind the table, um, like using a servant or something. Mm-hmm. But then later on in the show, reach behind to a very nondescript place in the table, like seemingly from the, a similar area and pull out a deck of cards or a prop or something that they're going right. to use. And and I agree with that wholeheartedly. You can't have it both ways. Either space to hide things exists behind the table for the audience or it does not. But it doesn't. you can't have it exist for the audience when you want it to and not exist when you don't want it to. I think those are too close together and I think that is... Um, Plus, you've got two little <clears throat> drink tables on either side. Right. Like you've got spaces to put other things. Sure. Um, do people do lapping and Surratt stuff when there's a spectator sitting up there? Sometimes. Oh. Sometimes. Are you just kind of like, eh, that one person's going to see it? Well, that also depends on which side they're sitting on. Kind of, you, can, you can sort of set the chair up in a certain way in a certain place uh-huh. to sort of manage that. Yeah. Um, like, I know uh, Danny D'Ortiz will lap stuff when he has people sitting, like, next to him behind the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of worked out how to handle those angles but he just can do whatever yes D- doesn't it feel a little bit like he can just do whatever he wants uh yes definitely <laughs> but i think but he, but he's certainly um spaced out the angles that he kind of needs to be like at i mean because like, if someone's like right there it's kind of too hard for them to turn completely sideways yeah. to like see something in your lap if he's smart about it yeah and then it also makes anybody feel like you couldn't be laughing putting anything back there because there's someone sitting next to you yeah so it oh yeah it kind of proves it for yeah you. um in a way that like she's just kind of lying and it's very clever um so actually i have to go yes 1001 but i uh want to say that i booked my tickets for columbus ohio cool so see this is how pretty positive i feel about this audition if i don't get in i'm still gonna go to a fucking magic convention right uh even though like i won't at the earliest i could re-audition would be um after like in january Mm -hmm. um so but i will be in columbus i'll be in pittsburgh july 20th mm-hmm. doing an improv workshop at the steel city improv right uh and then i'm uh, no, sorry july 19th and then 20th we're going to drive to columbus me and my friend justin zell as we mentioned cool. listener of the podcast uh and then we'll be at uh magi fest magi fest yeah that's um, great incredible lineup yeah and it sounds like maybe robert will be there he said he's got or does sometimes he has people sell he, things he'll for have him. a booth there he um, might. He might not be there. Yeah, uh, he'll probably be there. Um, last. Uh, he, last time he yeah, had a booth. What's the was kid, guy's name who? Eddie. The, the who has that vanish? Oh yeah. Oh my god. 
Um, uh, I, I will say I was at the store at Magic Apple a couple times this last week, like uh, just hanging out, and also Brent, who owns Apple, suggested I go there and like show my set to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met Rabbi Yang, mm-hmm. uh, who um, it's I, I, I'm amazed by. of the magicians I've met, um, if you're just a little friendly to them, we'll just like talk to you about like, Hey, how does this look or whatever? Right. I think that's really cool. Um, and I also realized that like, even though I feel really awkward in this store and I feel like a fraud and all that stuff, I probably am not the most socially awkward person (laughs) in these spaces. So me just being like, even generically friendly and stuff will probably be i'm not saying rabbi was like this i'm saying in general like uh my my like not wanting to talk to a stranger or whatever i bet i don't have the strongest feeling of that compared to other people in magic spaces uh but anyway um he watched me do my set was he was really nice um but i think it's funny how like these people i made the store sometimes just like oh yeah he was on fool us right because he fooled them i believe yeah he did yeah in Um, fact you can see his the performance he did um, when he performed on their stage on YouTube. He actually didn't do that same trick. He did a card manipulation act that he's been working on for a long time. Oh, yeah, it's very really cool. Talented guy. It's uh, some, good, some good productions in that manipulation. Do you have anything coming up this week? Um, I actually do have a couple things coming up this Ooh. week. I will be um, standing in for Ben Schrader again at Magic Bar uh, this coming week, the 14th and 15th. Ooh. Um, on Monday, it'll be Kayla Drescher and Tuesday, Robert Ramirez. Ooh. It doesn't get any finer than that. Awesome. Uh, um, but those two, in my opinion. And then next Saturday... The 18th, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be the 19th. I, uh, 19th. Whatever that next Saturday is, I will be doing uh, Dirty Tricks with the New Bad Boys of Magic at uh, Three Clubs. Three Clubs. Yeah. Um, so that is... That's in Santa Monica, you Yeah, said? Uh, that's uh, West Hollywood. Is, is, it's um, it's right by the pack. Uh, ah. It's right next to the... By the complex. It is Very Santa cool. Monica and Vine. Awesome. Um, so it's it's basically right there. Uh, I'll be doing it with... Um, I can't remember um, who else. I think Felix Jones, a mentalist. who's at the castle a lot. Mm-hmm. Very good. There's a, usually a comedian. Um, I They called me because was, it was booked, but someone dropped out, and that's uh-huh. when they called me. So I... I and I knew who... Was I know who I'm filling in for? I'm filling in for Jackie Yu. Um, oh, so you? Oh, wait. I think we mentioned that's a different show. Oh, uh, so okay. I'll be doing Magic Mania potentially with or without him uh-huh. on December seventh. Because um, uh-huh. I know I'm also filling in for someone who can only do that Sunday. I'm filling in for a lot of people. So you have to do the thing is when you fill in, you have to do Jackie Yu's act. Yes, I have to do the laugh which and have, the voice. And I'm really uncomfortable. Well, and doing you have that. to get like like rings and uh... well, he. I mean, my God. Every space he's in, he has a different act. Like oh, he does really? the parlor with a completely different act. Then he does the close-up gallery, and he's about. And he, does I've he seen, live here? Um, I believe he lives in Los Angeles as a pretty recently as the last like couple. Like I think okay. when we saw him do the close-up gallery, how many years ago? He yeah. like, just moved to LA. I think he had said. Okay, because this is what I'm going to do if I fail this audition. I'm, I mentioned I was going to hire certain people to teach me tricks. I'm going to hire uh, John Carney to okay. teach me something. I'm going to hire Jackie Yu to teach me. Have you seen his ball and cone? Uh, I've seen a video of it. It's, it's fun. It's great. Uh, it's really good. How, like, just have you keep producing other things out of it? And no, just, no. Like, it's just ball and red ball and a white ball. Okay. Uh, red ball, white ball, and a black cone. And that's it. Wow. Yeah, I love a good routine like that. That's yeah. just good. You don't see ball and cone very much. Yeah, John Carney has one, believe it or not. Ah. Um, you know what? I'm just only, I'll have four different magicians teach me their ball and cone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then at the end, the cone turns white, and I put it on my head <laughs> and pull down a hood. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll be at Magic Bar next Monday and Tuesday, Dirty Tricks next Saturday, and Magic Mania on December 7th. Where will you be? Where can people find you? Uh, I'm going to Palm Springs in six hours, cool. so I'll be there. I'm not probably not going to go to the Magic uh-huh. uh, 
whatever that is. Magic. Right. Uh, oh, it's called Marvin's Magic. Marvin's Magic. I probably yeah. have to check that, out, check that out on a different uh, time out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next week I'll be in Magic to do and all that on Thursdays. Cool. And babe, uh, maybe Baby Wants Kingdom Friday? We'll see. Um, but anyway, uh, this has been a quick one. Uh, hopefully by the next episode we'll hear what my audition status is. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but I'm going forward with the assumption that I didn't get in and that I um, have to basically become Leonard Green to get in. Yes. <laughs> That's how I feel now. That sounds, that sounds good. Cool. We'll, see, right, we'll you see you next time. See you later.